The dark night symbolizes an obscuration, and soul usually refers to an individual's true essence. In other words, the dark night of the soul is the obscuration of the true self. Obscuration may consist of a previous idea of what one believes about themselves or the world that is thrown into question. To me, it feels all like simultaneously being humble enough to ask, yet being powerful enough to ask. Being powerful, knowing that you are sovereign and that you are worthy of this grace, this blessing. So this term, dark night of the soul, I had never heard it until uh, getting into the spiritual world. Um, and it's pretty common, like these two phrases, death portal or dark night of the soul, I've heard quite a bit. Um, they kind of get tossed around. And um, when we think about the womb, the womb is dark, completely dark. And it is the black void of no thing and all thing. And that is where life comes from. All life comes from this uh, infinite darkness that somehow uh, from this place of infinite darkness, stars and matter and God <laughs> is arranged to become a human life form. So when we think about darkness, it is incredibly fertile. It's incredibly fertile. Everything is born from this dark place. And so when we go into our own times of darkness, or rather absence, what feels like absence of light. We are in this space of like incubation and the grounds are incredibly fertile for everything to be birthed. And oftentimes for me, when I go into a particular challenging, particularly challenging time, it's clearing the way, it's creating space for new life to be born. And while, although while you're in it, it, none of none of these words typically uh, soothe you because it is incredibly difficult. That's why it's dark night of the soul. You feel like you are just completely alone in an abyss of nothingness, and it will not. It feels in the moment that it will not change, um, and that's all that it's all that there is. It's completely encompassing, and so I just want to share some of my experiences, a bit about this, and just some words of hope and grace um, if you are experiencing this at the moment or if you in the future are and come back to this episode, like let this episode just be uh, hopefully a, a hug, an aid, a salve during a difficult time. That's my intention with this episode. Um so just remembering in these times of darkness as much as possible to hold on that like I am in the womb. I am in the fertile void where everything is possible in this this chapter, this incubation, you know, nine months in the womb, like maybe it's a couple days, maybe it's a week, maybe it's a month in this place of darkness. Um, there will be life. There will be new um, breath and creation and fertility that comes from this moment so holding on to that as a like kernel of hope and two the spiritual path the spiritual journey for me still I am amazed I'm amazed and 
surprised and not surprised (laughs) all at once, the paradox that the deeper I go, the more there is, you know, and that's just the journey. Like, you know, we think or we feel that we have moved past something or we have, you know, quote unquote healed something. And then, you know, for the most part, maybe we have, it's not an active trigger or an active energy in the body that is contributing or influencing how you show up in your life. Like, yes, you have healed it to an extent, but we are a walking library of everything that's ever happened to us. Um, and so like in more realms than we even know consciously, I feel like. So for me, when I was recently in this extremely challenging time, probably the most difficult combination of health and pain and emotional and mental, spiritual, all of the the challenges all at once, which made for a very challenging time. Um, I posted a bit about it on Instagram, but I had, when I went to Guatemala, I got some parasites and my suspicion is that I actually had gotten them before, perhaps even from Peru or Costa Rica. And they had been in my body for quite a while. Um, and I didn't discover it until after Guatemala. So I had parasites active in my body, which if you've ever experienced that, it's it's exactly as it sounds. Like they leech, you know, the, your energy is being drawn elsewhere. Your um, digestive system is not typically functioning properly. There's inflammation, you know, you feel very fatigued and sometimes it can be brain fog as well. So it's challenging on its own. And I had been like working with the protocol to get rid of the parasites. I still am. It's a long process. But so I had parasites. And then I went to a wedding in Alaska and a couple people were sick there. And I think I got some type of virus um, because that was, there was that added into it. And then uh, I've been on a journey to heal, um, strengthen my adrenals. I've have adrenal fatigue, thyroid problems, cortisol levels are have been uh, messed up. So there's I've been on quite a health journey. And then also I had I had my moon. I got my moon on the the full moon, which I was so grateful to get it. Uh, and <laughs> it was the most difficult bleed I've had, and uh, I don't even know if I've ever had a bleed like that. It was, I had back pain several days leading up to it, extreme cramping. And then when I did bleed, it was like so heavy. I just could not even imagine. I couldn't fathom the amount of blood that was coming out of me. And uh, my back was so in knots and twisted and I couldn't walk. Couldn't walk. I was having twinges and my ovaries in the front, like very sharp spasms, but then my back also. So I I couldn't walk. I was extremely fatigued, nauseous, dizzy, uh, headache, like just all of it, all of it at once. And that like guard being down within my body, that that uh, safety, I didn't feel like safe in my body in, in a way because it was just didn't feel good, didn't feel good to be in my body. So that kind of like layer of comfort was removed and that opened up the floodgates for my, my mind, my psyche to just run absolutely wild. So I got, my defenses were down. I was very weak. I felt weak and I didn't feel connected to that inner strength and knowing that I typically do. So like every memory, every 
thought, every judgment of shame, guilt that I had felt about myself for like my entire life, it felt like was present and they were all circling at once. And I felt like I didn't have the strength to try and, uh, like soothe them or, um, you know, work with them. It just was like a, an onslaught of, of pain in every direction. So it was extremely difficult. Uh, I laugh because I don't know why I laugh. I just do that, but it, it was, it was extremely difficult. Um, and I felt like a complete like shell of a being, a shell of a human. I felt completely disconnected from my truth, from Rohini. I was like, who even is she? She even exists. All of these things I've experienced, you know, what people say about me, what I've heard, like, is that even true? Am I even like here? None of it is really true. Like this person that I am in this moment is not Rohini. Like I just felt like a shell of a being, which was very concerning and confusing because I felt so grounded in my truth of who I am for quite a while and very powerful in that. So feeling a complete like lack of power is what it felt like was very concerning and just scary for me. It's like, oh God, what if I never get this? What if I never get it back? What if this is the new normal now? You know, my mind was going in so many places. And I share this because the prayers, the prayers and the act of like praying during that time was the only thing that, that granted me peace. Like I, I was so grateful for prayer and I always am. I pray every day, but when you're in so much pain and it's so chaotic and it's so hectic, like a, the focus and the intensity, because you need it. It's like this prayer is your, your life raft. You're like, Oh God, please let this like help me, please. I need help. It's different than praying as, as a, you know, devotion or in gratitude. It's like this, I need this, please. And the, the strength that comes from those prayers and the focus, it was just, so beautiful. Like I really just loved feeling that, that clarity that came with the prayer. It's like there was this thick, thick fog all around me and the prayer just completely cut through it all at once. And there was just this line, this, this opening of peace just for the moments when I was praying. I wrote this poem when I was really experiencing the depths, um, Oh, how the pain makes you pray, down on swollen knees, baptizing your body in salt water of your own making. In between the jolts and volts of lightning, there is a pure presence so sweet, it tastes like salvation. Delicious respite. Oh God, please help me. I need help. Right then, the veil lifts for you. So convinced, so focused you are, because there is nothing else pain or prayer, a choice easily made. The veil is lifted, the prayer is heard. Pain, a teacher who tolerates honesty above all else, a masterclass available for any student willing to listen. In the midst of chaos, clarity comes in many forms. So I wrote that uh, just to share a bit of like what I was feeling. And I share that because prayer works and prayer works as much as you believe in it, you know, and it works even, even then, like, even if you don't believe in it, there's still benevolent beings who want to help you. 
And something that I wanted to share also from uh, Mary Magdalene Revealed, I really loved this quote from uh, her her book. Um, let's see. So this is from this uh, book about Mary Magdalene. I'll just kind of jump in here. Catherine asked Mary a question in her vision. She noticed that there were rays that weren't reaching our world. They were sort of ricocheting off the world's surface and going into space. Catherine asked Mary what that was all about. And Mary said, those are the graces for which people forgot to ask. Forget to ask. Spirit is so mindful, so ethical, that we have to ask on behalf of ourselves and others to be blessed with healing. We have to love ourselves enough to ask for assistance. I love that because we have to ask. We have to ask. It's a co-creation. We are so sovereign. We are so sovereign that we have to ask for blessings. And there is, you know, I believe that innately as humans, we are blessed. We don't, you know, just as being born, there we are, we are blessed. But it's a co-creation, this life. And when we are struggling and we are really hurting, like ask for help, ask for help, pray for help with conviction, with devotion, and it will be granted, it will be given. And perhaps maybe not in the way that you want or that you think you need, but but there is a co-creation happening. And to me, it feels all like simultaneously being humble enough to ask, yet being powerful enough to ask. Being powerful knowing that you are sovereign and that you are worthy of this grace, this blessing, yet also being humble knowing that you are not uh, more powerful than the universe and all that is like you are one with all of it and you are not too mighty to ask for help so I find that really powerful and um wanted to share that but I also wanted to read this little article about the dark night of the soul um from this online blog called the apiron um kind of describes dark night of the soul The dark night of the soul is a stage in personal development when a person undergoes a difficult and significant transition to a deeper perception of life and their place in it. This enhanced awareness is accompanied by a painful shedding of previous conceptual frameworks such as identity, relationship, career, habit, or belief system that previously allowed them to construct meaning in their life. Other related concepts include positive disintegration in psychology, soul loss, or the descent in the underworld, this descent to the underworld in shamanism, catabasis in Greek mythology, and negredo, and as Carl Jung symbolically understood it in alchemy. The dark night of the soul, aka Oscura Noche, however, references the name given retroactively to an untitled poem by the 16th century Roman Catholic priest and mystic, St. John of the Cross where he describes the anguish of the separation of an individual soul from God. So that part really stuck out to me. Why is the dark night of the soul so upsetting? Why is it so hard? It's because, at least in my experience, it feels like a separation from God. Your soul is separated. All of a sudden, it's like, wait, wait, what, what? You feel lost and everything that you that you thought you knew is is forgotten for a moment or for a time and that's what's so jarring we as humans 
are one with God and, and, and need to feel some type of purpose or some type of faith, something that grounds us here and anchors us that we know to be true. And when that feels distant or unfamiliar, it's very jarring to the system. The dark night symbolizes an obscuration and soul usually refers to an individual's true essence. In other words, the dark night of the soul is the obscuration of the true self. The obscuration may consist of a previous idea of what one believes about themselves or or the world that is thrown into question. This quote, there can be no rebirth without a dark night of the soul, a total annihilation of all that you believed in and thought that you were. Hazrat Inayat Khan. For many, there is a rude awakening. It could be a tragedy, an experience of a non-ordinary state of consciousness. A person's faith flickers, as Ram Dass puts it. A loss of sense of objectivity, distrust in authority, an accident, career change, illness, or realization that you didn't, don't know who you really are or what you want to do with your life. Or maybe you have everything you ever wanted and you are still unhappy. Ultimately, something shakes you out of your day-to-day limited perception of life. Another quote, we rarely find people who achieve great things without first going astray. Meister Eckhart. So I wanted to share that because I think it's interesting to give a little bit of background to this term. But really, this is, this is part of the journey. And, you know, there are different levels and different, everyone's journey is unique and perhaps you haven't or won't experience like a very jarring um, experience like this. Maybe it's more subtle for you. But again, everyone's perception is unique. You only know what you know. And something very challenging for you could be not so challenging for another person. You know, it's completely uh, unique. So there is a kind of, I mean, it's not, it's kind of like, oh, all love and light, you know, that, that sort of like jokey meme thing, like, you know, the spiritual journey is all about love and light. And sometimes that includes spiritual bypassing. And I I hate that term, to be honest, I hate all of these like coin terms, but for context, I guess it helps, (laughs) but there is no, sometimes spirit, let me just break this down and focus on this. Sometimes spirit needs to shake you and sometimes you are so in your ways that it has to be jarring. That quote like, um, if we didn't push you, you never would have moved. Like spirit, if the universe never pushed you, you wouldn't have moved. We get comfortable in this human experience. We get safe. We get, okay, this is good. Yeah, this is my life. This is who I am. But there's so much more out there for us. We are meant for such bigger things that we can't even imagine. And our capacity, our perception is not big enough yet. There isn't room to hold who we are becoming yet. So we have to go into these depths and shake up and turn around everything that we thought we knew and just kind of dissolve ourselves into goo, like the butterfly metamorphosis goes, the caterpillar goes into the cocoon, completely dissolves itself into goo, and it knows it's going to do this, and then will emerge as this beautiful butterfly. Sometimes we got to be in the goo, and that's part of the journey. There's so much more for you 
that is needed of you, that is meant for you. And this too, this difficult part of your journey is exactly perfect. And although that sucks to hear because if you are in it right now, it is incredibly painful and it feels hopeless at times, but have that clutch onto that kernel of faith, whatever that kernel looks like for you. If it is prayer, praying to your guides, praying to the deities, the goddesses. I've been working a lot with Mother Mary, Mary Magdalene, like, please, Mother Mary, grant me grace. Please help me. Please help me on my knees, just praying. Please grant me grace. Please grant me grace. And yesterday I had this beautiful experience in Hoppe meditation of just her bestowing me like you are worthy of grace. Always ask, ask, ask for grace. You are always worthy. And I just felt this wash of pure grace go over my whole being. And I started crying, just complete peace. And those moments in the dark night of the soul, those moments of peace are completely precious. So, so hold on to those. Let those be your tethers to who you know you are. If you need to remind yourself every day by writing, looking in the mirror, I am Rohini and I am, you know, introduce yourself to yourself. Even when you don't believe what you're saying, like hold on to these parts, read things that inspire you or just lay in bed and listen to healing sound frequencies. I was doing that a lot or listen to guided meditations or listen to a song that makes you happy. Be so just surrendered as much as you can to the experience and cling on to the things that make you feel uh, connected to God, to the divine and ask for help, ask for support, ask for hugs, ask for comfort, ask for someone to be there with you and hold space for you. Ask for help. That's like the message that is coming through so strongly on all accounts, like just ask, 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 ask for from everyone, from your guides, from the deities, from the goddesses, from mother nature, from your family, from your friends, from yourself, ask for help. Oh my gosh. Like there is so many forces that want to help and they're waiting like that image of there's all these blessings being um, poured into the earth, but some of them ricochet off because people don't ask and they don't think they are worthy of them ultimately, or it's not in their awareness to even ask. So ask, ask for help and believe that you deserve help, that you are worthy of help, that you are co-creating your perfect life with the universe. And I will say like, it was an extremely difficult time for me, but when I kind of emerged, I lost 10 pounds in the last like three weeks and I had to take some photos for a sponsored post. And when I saw the photos, I was extremely upset because I look so sickly to me. I look so sickly in the photos. My legs are like, looked <laughs> so tiny and just frail. And you could see my collarbone and my like ribs kind of in my chest. And I just looked so sickly and I was like, oh my God. It was very upsetting for me to see that because the woman that I saw in the photo was so different from this powerhouse, like strong, connected to her body that I felt for months and months. So that being said, emerging out of this, I, fe I felt and I feel so light. Like my body feels light because I did lose weight, but just in general, as I'm moving, like I feel light. I feel light upon the earth. 
which is a blessing. Like I feel conscious and gentle and thoughtful and I feel much more like slow, 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 which is really beautiful because I feel more present. And I do feel that there is space. There is space within my being for this next this next chapter. Sickness and illness is an initiation. It is one of the greatest forms of initiation as a human. So consider this moment, your initiation. You are being initiated into a more aware chapter of your life. This is your curriculum. And it is perfect, even though it is difficult. Where can you find the beauty in this shit? <laughs> Where can you find the beauty? There's always something. There's always something to hold on to. And uh, I wanted to read another. I wanted to read this prayer that I wrote. Um, I'm very into the studies of Mary Magdalene. Mother Mary, um, Christ consciousness from a different lens than is typical. If you listen to the podcast with Kelly, we talk all about that. But I'm very into this study right now, and I love the essence of the prayers, the ancient prayers. And some of them are feel aligned, but some of them don't feel aligned. And so I want to create a prayer that I can say every day and repeat it with my my mala or my rosary and um, have that be a prayer. So I'm kind of working on creating that and let it flow in. And one of the prayers that I wrote, I wanted to share with you. Um, o Spirit, grant me peace within and without. Allow my mind to be fluid, my heart to be open, my soul to be free. May my will be blessed May I surrender to truth and truth alone. Now and always, I remember. I am all that I am. I am all that I see. Blessed be. And so it is. If you feel that you need a lifeboat to cling to, write a prayer. Create a prayer for you that is perfect, that is tailored to you and your needs in the moment, and repeat it all the time. Repeat it. Every moment, if that's what helps, you know, use that as your buoy, as your life raft and hold on to it. If you did listen to the podcast with Kelly, she shared that the word heaven in Aramaic, which is the language, original language of Jesus, Yeshua, heaven translates to the cosmos. And in Aramaic, again, the word death means existing elsewhere. I think that's really interesting and I wanted to bring that into this conversation because the thing I feel that humans try to avoid or are the most fearful of is death, the ending. And dark a dark night of the soul is a death. It's a mini death. And it's terrifying to die <laughs> a little bit because it's full and complete surrender complete surrender and oftentimes you don't really feel like you have a choice which is also difficult for humans we like to um you know have some control so if you are going through a death death translate to translates to existing elsewhere where are you going in these moments what realms are you in 
because for me, I found that although being in this 3D human uh, environment landscape, and I don't mean human in a derogatory way, human being human is amazing, it's a gift, but being in that human body, in my human body, in this 3D realm on earth, in that moment, those moments of pain was very difficult, but other realms were actually very easy to access. I felt that I was existing elsewhere and I found that my guidance, my connection to other realms was so, so clear. So if you are experiencing a mini death, where else are you existing? Where else can you, can you um, reside to bring peace, to bring information, to bring clarity, to bring wisdom and guidance? Like where else are you? I find that like my dreams were incredibly vivid and I remembered them when I woke up, which I typically don't. Um, my meditations were very, very deep and I would go, uh, my third eye would be going, going, going off and I would see all the colors and sensations and, um, my guidance, like the voices of, of grace and my guides, uh, the Pleiadians, mother Mary, Mary Magdalene, they were coming in very strongly. And that is, although at, in these times it's like, sorry, this is kind of all over the place. It's just, you know, active conversation, but it feels like in these times, our bodies, especially in times of sickness, our bodies are undergoing this initiation, right? So we are kind of like dormant. We are, we are resting. Our bodies have to be resting. And they're getting these upgrades. Let's just say that. Our bodies are getting some upgrades. Things are being cleared out. Things are being updated and um, shed, especially if you're bleeding. Things are shedding, quite literally. Um, things are shedding, your body is dormant and your mind, your spirit is able to kind of go into these other realms, exist in other places because your body is planted here and is not active. Um, so where, where are you going? Where can you go and what can you bring back from these places that you go? And not with any expectation, like, oh my God, this has to be a productive dark night of the soul. <laughs> like, no, 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 let's not put this expectation on ourselves too. Um, get anything. But if you find yourself there, it's just like bringing an awareness to it. Where are you going and what's there for you? What is fruitful there for you, even amidst this pain? Um, yeah, wanted to <laughs> throw that in there. That kind of just came out. Uh, but I think that is, let's see if there's anything else. The main message of encouragement is that this too is part of this human experience. And although it is extremely challenging at times, it is part of this life that we signed up for, our souls signed up for. And to me, that notion is actually very comforting. I signed up for this. This is part of my perfect curriculum. It's not separate then. It's not something that uh, God forbid, I'm being punished for. There's nothing I did wrong to deserve this this moment of pain or challenge. This is part of the curriculum. This is the perfect cave that I have to go in on my path. There's a cave, there's a darkness of death that I will emerge from with new um, awareness of life. And the cave, the womb, is the most fertile place the most fertile place. So if you are in this mini death, this dark night, 
know that you are giving birth, giving life to something more incredible than you could have imagined before because it was not possible for you to imagine it before. It could not exist before there wasn't space for it. So that is my encouragement to you. That is me cheering you on and also holding you in so much grace and compassion in these moments of difficulty. There is no rule book for this life and this existence. Although there are teachers, there are texts, there are allies and tools, there is no rule book for you because you have never existed and this has never been done before as you. And so in these moments of difficulty, it can feel extremely isolating. No one understands what I'm going through. And in some ways that's correct because no one has existed as you. And so how incredible and how inspiring is that? This has never been done before. You are creating a situation, an environment, co-creating with the universe something completely unique. Bestow yourself with as much grace and kindness and compassion as you possibly can. Be soft. Soften into yourself. Soften into this cave, this moment. And see what is fruitful for you. And perhaps it is deep, deep rest. It is sleep. It is not responding to emails and texts for a while. Perhaps it is going deep into a study of something. Perhaps it is meditating more than you have before. Perhaps it's writing. Perhaps it is spending time with friends. You will emerge from the cave in perfect timing. You will. Because there is so much here for you and so much that you are here to do. So trust and believe there are so many beings that want to help you. Ask for help. Ask for help. And I think that is the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And I pray that you will emerge from this moment with peace and clarity. And know that I'm sending you so much love. And I look forward to talking to you again soon on the next episode. All right. Bye, beauties.